If your relationship fails, don't just blame him. Sweetie, it takes two. Him and his mother. His mom for raising such a piece of shit. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Shuri. Which, okay, which Shuri are you? Uh, the one that recorded her brother getting his ass beat by his costume. <laughs> From Black Panther. Yes, I, I got it. I didn't know if you were being her or if you were being uh, Zuri, as in uh, LeBron's daughter, which I know that's two different words, but still some people say mm-hmm. spell them the same or whatever. So I wasn't sure. So I was like, which one are you tonight? Because both no. I live for. Wakanda forever. I actually bought yes. some earrings yesterday to say Wakanda. <laughs> I okay. was going to wear them today, but I forgot. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, what's been going on with you, Doyen? And what are you drinking? Uh, trying to think. So yesterday I drank a lot, a lot. (laughs) So I went to this Afrobeats brunch, and it was like open bar. So I had two mimosas with a dash of Hennessy, and then I was going to go. I did grab a Hennessy and Coke, and people were doing shots of Hennessy. So I had a shot of Hennessy while waiting for my Hennessy and Coke. That sounds. Fun. <laughs> That's all and I'm gonna I, say. <laughs> right. And then I had one more Hennessy and Coke. Then I came home and my friend, sweet, sweet friend, was going to help me build my dining room table. And I was making this old fashions while I also cooked dinner. And so I woke up this morning and I was like, my head hurts. But I did this to myself. <laughs> so, A. <laughs> What I glean from this is, A, you still have it, or, or as of yesterday, you still haven't put that table together, and B, your friend did most of the work putting the table together. This is a lie. The table is put together. I said, <laughs> I said as of yesterday. I'm oh, referring yeah. to how far back it is that we talked about the table, mm-hmm. and as of yesterday, you, it wasn't put together, and B, your friend did most of the work. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, the only thing I did was while I was waiting for food to cook, I screwed in, like, my wine glass holder. That was it. (laughs) Otherwise, she put the whole table together. (laughs) And the seats. (laughs) I put my whole table together and seats together all by myself. Good for you. (laughs) But, as we mentioned before, I like doing things like that. I mean, I don't like it like when it's pressing or when it's something that's like, I really need to get it done, but I feel so accomplished afterwards. Yeah, but I do like cooking. <laughs> I don't like I following mean, directions in general, but I... Uh, that's the a fair tenderloins, trade, though. Yeah, the tenderloins I made at Instant Pot was good. Uh, I tried to make parsnip mash um i think i should have chopped the parsnips up before i put it in the pot so it was still like not really soft and i had to like boil it but also parsnips are kind of sweet so it's not a good like mashed potato equivalent for me so i'm going to try something else (laughs) (laughs) 
not a bad trade-off at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah, I'll feed anybody if they put shit together for me. Yeah, <laughs> I wish more of my friends were like that, but no. They want me to feed them, and they want me to put things together. <laughs> and they want me to do the things. Like, all of the things. <laughs> I have this one friend who, like... She loves my chicken salad and she demands I make chicken salad. Like she goes and buys all the stuff and then just drops it off at my house. And I'm like, look, why don't you come over and I'll teach you how I make my chicken salad. Nope. <laughs> she's like, uh, why do I need to learn how to make it when you make it? <laughs> like, right. No. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so what are you drinking tonight? Uh... So I am drinking. Oh, last thing. So when I was in St. Louis, Richard was beating my ass in Tetris. And so um, I filed my taxes this weekend, found out how much I was getting back, and went and bought a Nintendo Switch so I can get better and beat his ass back. I'm sorry, Richard. I'm sorry. You know what, though? I have seriously been considering a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, am I too grown to buy a no. console? And I know the answer is no. Like, I know the answer is no. But yeah. still, sometimes I think, eh, I don't know. It's weird because I was at Walmart and I was like, hey, I want a Nintendo Switch because, you know, they keep it locked up. And guy was like, you should buy an Xbox One. A, I didn't ask you. I said I wanted a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> B, nobody's talking about the Xbox One. So what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, okay. Anyways. Guys so. are like that. They always have to like give unsolicited advice. They do the same things at the gym. You know, you really should. No, I really should not. No, you, you really should, should really get away me from alone. me. Right. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> All I have to say, uh, I made a lot of poor life decisions this past weekend, but I also bought an um, old-fashioned ice cube tray, and that was a good decision because it's silicone, so I can kind of like pull it out without having issues, and it yeah. makes me happy. So I am drinking old fashions tonight. Also, you made a good decision in filing your taxes. I have yet mm-hmm. to do that. So you've done a very adult thing, <laughs> you know. I'm yeah. going to do it one day. <laughs> Eventually. Hey, man. So what are you drinking tonight? I just said old fashioned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> okay. So my past week has really just been a lot of on the road traffic. Um, on the road traffic. That is not what I meant to say. <laughs> I no, meant to like say traffic on the road. usually happens on the road. <laughs> I was gonna say on the road travel. Um, mm-hmm. so I had to go, of course, for work. And when I I travel on Natchez Trace a lot. Oh, gross! I like. <laughs> uh, well, when this this particular trek. I have to make it a lot for work. And when you have Mm -hmm. to go to like this part of of the state a lot, that drive just gets like, I just dread it. But the good Mm -hmm. part about being on the trace is it's a straight shot and you just set the cruise control and you just go and you don't have to, you don't have to worry about anything. Like you don't have to worry about anything. But they won't (laughs) let you speed. (laughs) 
<laughs> you don't have to speed because there no you it's actually a quicker route when I take the trace because there's no stopping and starting, there's no traffic lights, there's no turn, there's none of that other stuff. It is a straight shot and there's nothing to do but just go straight. Like that's it. So because initially I did not take the trace in going um, when I have to go to these meetings. I wasn't taking the trace, but one of my coworkers who's from this area who goes there a lot as well. When I was riding with her, she would always take the trace. And I thought, you know what? This is better because it is quicker and it's a lot more relaxed. It may not feel that way because the speed limit is 50 guys. The speed limit is 50, but, um, (laughs) and they, they enforce it pretty heavily, but as long as you don't go past 60, you're okay. So I usually set my cruise to like 57, 58, and just ride and I can listen to things. I listen to podcasts or I perform. It's the perfect, perfect time to perform your favorite, like, <laughs> like your favorite album. You get to do your live performance because like I said, it's, it is, it sounds as country and woodsy as it is. You're literally in the middle of a forest. And I mean, except for at night when you have to be mindful of deer and things like that it's really just a nice easy breezy route so um in coming back home we've been having like a lot of thunderstorms lately and i do tend to stay off of the trace when it's storming because uh you'll lose reception and also uh trees do fall down a lot on the trace but on a particular day that i was coming home there were no storms and i had already checked the weather so everything had already passed what I didn't know was that there were a lot of trees that had fallen down the previous day that they had not gotten up. So I'm mm-hmm. on the trace and I'm on the trace for about an hour and I get to a road closed sign. Now there are p- people like workers standing outside, standing around the sign, but y'all the trees that were down were so huge that you couldn't see anything behind the street clothes sign. It looks like you were looking into an abyss. Like it looked like a scary movie. And I was just like, ah, shit. So I just kind of turned around and went exited. And then I ended up getting on the highway coming on home. But that was the scariest thing I've ever seen in real life. Like if it had not been for the workers present, I would have thought I was dreaming. I would have been like, wait a minute, this can't be real. Like the trees were so huge that you could not see anything past that sign. When I say you couldn't see anything, you could barely even see the sky. Like that's how, that's, that's how massive, tree. that's how massive it was. So yeah, that's what my week has been. Um, just a lot of um, being on the road, going back and forth and stuff for work. And um, I don't know what else I did. Nothing of any particular importance I guess <laughs> so tonight I am drinking what I like to call a Santa Cruz <laughs> gin soda <laughs> y'all are gonna get sick and tired of me with these sodas I know but um basically it's just gin and club soda topped off with Santa Cruz um organic Cucumber lime juice. And let me tell you something. Mm. <laughs> what makes it's it great. Santa Cruz? That's the brand name. Oh, it's, it. um, <laughs> it's great 
in the cocktail. Not so great on its own. <laughs> I love all things cucumber. I also love lime. So I thought, what refreshing, what a refreshing juice. I'm going to try some of it just as a juice. And I poured a heaping bit into a glass and ended up having to pour some gin on top of that. <laughs> it's just, it is exactly, I mean, it is, is great in the cocktail. So by all means, guys, try some Santa Cruz organic cucumber lime juice. And that's what we're drinking for tonight. So, guess what? <laughs> I remembered to do a review. Yes. Wait, let me give me some applause because <laughs> it's not very often that I remember to do anything I'm supposed to do. <laughs> This week's review is titled Hilarious, and it comes from Miss Simi. And Miss Simi says, these ladies keep me laughing. The information I gain is always useful, if not for me, then for someone I know. And of course, the drinks are good. Thank you, Miss Simi. We appreciate your review. You are awesome, Miss Simi, and I'm glad to be of service. Let me tell you. I just hope that, you know, this is what we do for everybody. This is what we want to do. We want to give you a break from the, I don't know. I was about to say rigmarole, but that's stuck in my head for some reason. We just want to give you a break from the humdrum of the week. Also give you some real life tips and also help you get drunk. That's all we want to do. Pretty much. (laughs) So we're going to move along to our current events. I know uh, maybe yesterday, I don't know what day this actually happened, had to be like the best day of LeBron's life. Because he got to meet the GOAT, Blue Ivy Carter. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it's so great because we had, we had so many shots of Blue. And I was just like, oh, she's so... <sighs> Look at our little baby. Like, remember that little picture Beyonce shared with her little curly hair as a baby? And now she's a whole eight-year-old with box like, braids. <laughs> it really made me, like, want to tear up because I was like, oh, yeah, she's like, growing up so fast. And it's so funny because it's like, basically, she wanted to ask LeBron for a game ball. Um, I will note that, like, this is her future stepdaddy and Jay-Z steps out again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so he, she wanted you to ask said him. stepdad, but I processed that as father-in-law. And so I was like, wait, why no. are you doing this? But then no. my brain was like, no, stepdad. girl, stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she wanted to ask him for a ball, and she kind of tried to get Jay to ask for her. He was like, no, you ask her. And she was so shy. It's just so funny to me because your mother is Beyonce. <laughs> Like, girl, once you realize, like, what you have, you should not be shy with anybody ever again. Because <laughs> you run the world. Who run the world? Blue. <laughs> but it was just cute that she was a little bit starstruck with LeBron. It was when cute. She is the queen, and he is a popper. <laughs> and he was so cute in how he responded, and... Mm-hmm. We just love Blue. I mean. Yeah. He legit was like, you want a ball from me? <laughs> like, exactly. Me? He was like, wait a minute. Because he knew. <laughs> right. 
cute. That was the cute part. <laughs> and can but we just talk like, about? Can we talk about her little jacket? That was yeah. amazing. It was like blue is my name on the back, right? Right. And I was, I was like, like, okay, girl. <laughs> I was like, is that on the Ivy Park collection? So I could go ahead and buy it. Like I, I stand Blue Ivy so hard. <laughs> she's, she's just so cute, and she's such a little lady now. Like, yeah, to just see her there, and it's like that's not our little baby. Like, I right. feel like I'm her TT, and it's like, oh, right. my little baby's growing up. <laughs> and then she's eating her little lace chips, and somebody posted a picture like Beyonce also eating her little lace chips. <laughs> yes, which is crazy because. I love plain lace, and I didn't realize anybody else loved plain lace. Like I thought I like that was something. I like plain lace as well. <laughs> I, oh, listen, another way for us to bond because right. people always talk about me for loving plain lace, and they were like, "Oh, so does that mean you put like hot sauce on them?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, yeah. I can, but for the most part, I just like them plain. Like I'll eat them with hot sauce. I'll eat them with sriracha, but." I also just like plain old lace. Right. It just tastes like a potato. And I love it potatoes. Does. It does. <laughs> Listen at us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, next up. Uh, so, I try to lift y'all up and then Chris brings us down. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, Chris Matthews uh, resigned from Hardball. And he, like, resigned mid-show. <laughs> No, I think that is a lift up. Good riddance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so basically, you know, per every man of a certain age, he had been sexually harassing women. <laughs> Just say a lot of shit that he thought was like cute, but it definitely wasn't. And so there's a conversation I guess he had with MSNBC. I don't think he told MSNBC he was going to resign in the middle of the show <laughs> and yeah. so Stephen Steve Kornacki had to like do the rest of the show and he was like you could tell he definitely didn't have his composure but um what particularly I was like off with his head was about was when he was talking to Elizabeth Warren he was talking about how he questioned Warren's attack at Bloomberg for encouraging a pregnant female employee to kill it and he was like, why would Bloomberg lie? Just to protect himself? And I'm like, yes, that's what men do. <laughs> Especially white men. Like, why are you asking this question? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, I didn't... So, I actually didn't even know about that um, incident. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't but know I'm, until this article, yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad that old girl decided to, because when she first wrote about him, she didn't mm -hmm. name him. I'm glad yeah. that she took that opportunity to say, you know what, let me finish him because you're not just going to be out here being all flippant and carrying it on. And I just, okay, so I am not sure that he let the network know either. Like, yeah. the article kind of made it seem like everybody could him. see this coming. Right. Um, But... Yeah, you could definitely tell that. Uh, oh boy, did not know he was going to be running the show for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they were like talking it over with legal. Like, how can we fire this guy? Yeah, and he was yeah. like, let me come around. And so yeah. the way that he like made it to be like, oh, the younger people need to take it on. It was like he got to control his narrative, but at the same time, like he did. He, he did. did was not correct. And was correct. 
And the way that he framed it even, it's like, why can't y'all yeah. men get it right? Because he almost got it right in the fact that he said, you know, okay, I thought that this was okay, but it never was okay. Because a lot of times these old men get on the air and they'll go, well, you know, what was acceptable mm-hmm. back then isn't acceptable now. Like, no, yeah. it ain't never been acceptable. So right. I like that he pointed that out, but then to call it a compliment, no, sir. Just say I was trash then, I shouldn't have been, and I'm still trash now, and I shouldn't be. So <laughs> I'm about out. Like, a yeah. compliment? Like, no. Right. No. Harassment right. is not a compliment. True. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I think the way he went out was a power move on his behalf. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Even though he tried to pretend that it was. And that's what media does. They just, they have a narrative that they want to share. And they present it as truth. And that's kind of why, kind of where I come to odds with the whole, like, coronavirus reporting is, like, they're constantly being like, okay, all these people died. Not saying how many people had the coronavirus and came back and, like, recovered from it. You know? (laughs) It's just like, yeah, it's kind of like the flu where, like, if you're older, if you have immunodeficiencies, if you're sick, yes, it's it takes a different toll on your body than like a healthy person. So there's like more, I was looking at a, sorry, this is long aside, but I was looking at a graphic from PopSide and like 30 and 40 year olds catch a coronavirus way more than like, you know, older people, but they just recover from it. <laughs> but yeah. the media isn't willing to keep that narrative. They just want to freak people out. So, <laughs> yeah, um, And I do want to say that, You know, I am never one to take up for the media, but it does seem like they're in an awkward position with this because on one hand, which, no, I have not seen any reports saying how people contract the disease and then get better. But I do constantly Mm -hmm. hear them saying, listen, it has a harder effect on the elderly and those Mm -hmm. who have compromised immune systems. But then you have, you know, y'all president up there saying everything's fine no one's died there's no virus and so it's kind of like you want people to get you (laughs) want people to get the seriousness of it without Mm -hmm. scaring everybody but i just cannot believe how people and people are believing him like people are tweeting retweeting him okay i won't get into all that but like that is crazy Another story for another day. All right, so we're going to move on to our next topic. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know a lot about American Gods, so I tried to read this with my best reading (laughs) comprehension skills, but I'm going to let you talk about it because I would probably make a fool out of both of us if I tried to talk about it. And I I meant to make a note to tell you exactly what it was I wanted to point out in there because I mm-hmm. recognize that, you know, Zoya just refuses to watch great television. I'm just playing. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm full of shit. I watch Parks and Rec all the time as if they're not like a million new shows. Listen, and like, mm, Parks and Rec is great. Te- Parks and Rec <laughs> is great television, okay? <laughs> That's great television. But, mm-hmm. um, so, of course, we've all, I don't know if we talked about it on this show or not, but um, Orlando, I was about to say Orlando Bloom. <laughs> no, it is everybody loves Chris Daddy. <laughs> oh, I 
was about to say Orlando Bloom, Jesus. Orlando Jones <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, was dismissed from uh, American Gods. He played the character of Mr. Anansi. Well, the character's name was Mr. Nancy, who was fashioned after the god of Nancy, um, or the deity of Nancy. So he was fired from the show, although the show didn't paint it that way. But he stepped out and he let us know what was up. And basically, they have new writers on the show and a new director. And the new director was like, oh, um, I don't need you to help tell the story of um, Black Americans because... Um, I've, I've been around black Americans a lot, so I know I can tell it. <laughs> right. Right. And it was a whole bunch of other shit that went down. So they fired him and the other black male lead in the show, Ricky Whittle, basically like didn't stick up for Orlando at all. And so he Terry Crews Orlando? Yes. Yes, he did. And he sent Orlando this long DM, this long ass message that basically said the short of it was, you know, okay, we can all agree that the people were incompetent, but you're saying you're just trying to pull the race card and you're just trying to get people stirred up and I'm disappointed in you. Oh, he's British. That's why. (laughs) Sorry, I I just Googled him. Well, I mean, I was going to come to that, but I... So yeah, so then Orlando <laughs> responded back to him with saying, yeah, I'm disappointed in you too. <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, I'm right. disappointed too. I mean, <laughs> basically. <laughs> because, and that's the thing. I don't think you get to use that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. I do recognize that not being raised in America, that there are things that you may not have experienced firsthand I also recognize that because I I also recognize that when maybe your parents weren't raised America in America, that you may not take things the same way because you haven't heard the stories that we've heard, but you've mm-hmm. been here long enough. And, and he like, you know, it's not like they don't have these issues in London. It's not the same, but it's not like they don't have racism. It's right. not like they don't have their own sets of issues because they right. do. Mm-hmm. And if for nothing else, stand by me. And, right. and again, also this was a way because he didn't just send Orlando a DM. He also made a public statement about how mm-hmm. um, everybody's moving forward and F, Y, and Z, F, Y, and Z. So I had a little pre-drink before. Here you go. I thought we did, I thought we banned this on the podcast. But I also ate before, so I thought, okay, I've eaten. I can have a drink while I'm getting ready because I ate. Especially now that you're on a diet, you know that you are but, a cheap date now. Oh, girl, that is so true. <laughs> so anyway it's like you could have he could have terry cruised it he could have done just like terry cruz did and just not open your mouth at all right. you didn't have to say anything but instead you wish to shuck and jive and it's so mm-hmm. disappointing because i loved american gods and i'm not gonna mm-hmm. watch it i mean i had already made up my mind not to watch it after they fired orlando but right oh man they're bringing somebody new in this upcoming season Shit, I can't think of who it is. It's somebody black. Ah, who is it? 
I'll, I'll, it'll, it'll come to me when I'm washing dishes later on tonight. But <laughs> like, I love this show so much. I really wanted to keep watching it, but I just can't watch now because y'all full of shit. How you gonna tell a black man that you can better speak to what's going on in Black America than he can? Right. Yeah. Even like, yeah, being a Nigerian American kid, guess my parents didn't experience what I have growing up, but in a way. I have absorbed or adopted some of the trauma of just being black in America because it's like, you know. Because you've lived here and you yeah, like, experienced it and you listen to people. Right. <laughs> just a notion of like, your experience is your experience. Just because you don't live somebody else's experience doesn't mean right. that you can't be kind and you right. can't be empathetic or gracious to other people. So, right. um, yeah. <laughs> right. And that's why we don't like British people doing American stuff. <laughs> I am not going to say a word, but I'm just saying. And you know what? I like, you know, we love Idris. Listen, yeah. oh my God. My new, now, especially love, now that he got his teeth fixed. I loved Idris before, <laughs> during, and after. So. That's Dorian's thing. But my new <laughs> obsession is Damson. Oh my God, I love him so much. I love him so much. And I will say that I actually do like him better when he's doing his California accent. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I will say it's fine. <laughs> I love a lot of British actors, and I'm not going to say that I wholeheartedly don't like them. But yeah. at the same time, oh, yeah. stuff like this explain some of our trauma and our tension yes. with British actors. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I think I think our audience, you know, gets that. We're definitely yeah. not saying that we just don't like them all in one lump, but people can understand why it's an issue for us when it comes to opportunities and mm-hmm. how they may not view our plight the same. But I, you know, I try my best to... Which I'm just a big old crybaby and put myself in everybody's situation anyway. But yeah, I just empath, try my best to not see. a crybaby. <laughs> well, I am a crybaby, but empath and crybaby aren't the same. So you're right. You're right. I am an empath, but I think you yeah. are an empath as well, but you don't cry mm-hmm. nearly as much as I do. <laughs> so, sometimes it's like, which one of us is the cancer? I don't know. Right. Yeah, I, I can't agree. help it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up, I am very confused by this story. Um, uh oh. So it was written by Vice, and I assume by white people. But um, so this woman took care of a succulent for two years oh, and okay. realized it was fake. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I am allergic to mold and mildew, so like I pick it up like this. So like I think it was raining the other day. I got in my car today, and I was like, I smell mildew. Because probably mm-hmm. the carpet's a little wet. So I'm yeah. like, how do you keep watering this thing that's not real, <laughs> that has nowhere to absorb <laughs> the water for two years and don't realize it was fake? How? Well, first of all, <laughs> you don't have to ask us because, yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what kind of drugs is she on? <laughs> because... Like, How did you not know for two years? Like she has to be a mouth breather. There's no <laughs> way you can inhale with your nose and not smell 
you're I mean, getting funky. Am I the only <laughs> one if you that don't shower? <laughs> Wait. Oh. <laughs> I mean, am I the only one who touches my plants? Like, did she not touch it? Like, and don't yeah, get like, me wrong. I know there are some really good synthetic plants out there because I mm-hmm. bought some. But still. <laughs> that looks really fake. Like, I don't really it. Looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> that picture cannot be the true plant. Like, that has to be something they just pulled off the internet for some clip art or something. Because that plant looked fake. Like, right. girl. But the people advice are like, this is so cute. And I'm like, girl. It's not. Why are you watering a fake plant? Like, did the water not pull up in the pot? Like, how is it not funky? <laughs> Maybe she never watered it. Maybe she only spritzed it, which it would still be funky, but it wouldn't necessarily <laughs> It would be pull. less funky. It would be less funky, and it wouldn't pull. So maybe she just spritzed it like every week. And so it had time to kind of evaporate or something. I don't know. I'm trying to make it make sense. I'm not doing a good job of it, but. (laughs) White people ain't scared of nothing but black people. We're going to go on. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I almost choked on my drink. I mean, truer words have never been spoken, <laughs> but I almost choked on my drink. <laughs> so this tweet that you shared, and it's funny because yes. I saw a better response to it. So this person says, Steve Harvey dropped a jewel this morning. Men don't give promotions. So if I hired you as a side chick, guess what position you're stuck in? But Steve Harvey oh. married his side chick, adopted his all his chick. kids, all her kids, and they're all in the will. So they all have Steve his Harvey? last name. <laughs> they all have his last name. So I'm like, I really wish Steve Harvey would shut the fuck up, and right. I really wish y'all would stop glorifying him. Right. And I wish people. Which, first of all, I don't have anything against Marjorie. But people always glorify her, and I don't under... Well, they glorify her, but then they turn around, and these very same people talk shit about, like, Alicia Keys, and I don't understand when mm-hmm. a lot can be said that they both did the same thing. Because Steve was with his wife when he got with Marjorie. She was definitely a side chick. And Marjorie is... we. I know we've talked about this on the show before. She's from this... Well, not this area, but within, like, a two-hour radius mm-hmm. of me. And um, she's very well known for the things that mm-hmm. she's done to secure her life. Now, I ain't mad at her. I really wish she right. would teach a class and let right. me enroll. That's but what I'm I want to learn. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm Think like saying. a side chick get that man. <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna sit up here and be like i'm taking notes from steve harvey because he said shut up shut up that was ridiculous twitter just first of all i love twitter there's no place like it yeah my only beef with um alicia keys is once she got with oh boy like her voice got really wispy and weak and i'm like girl (laughs) come on back to the alto range where you had some strength (laughs) something has happened to her voice I don't she, care what you what your personal life is like. Please give us right. those hits. <laughs> that's mean, all I ask. <laughs> is she, do you think 
she needs to have like that singer surgery? Is that maybe? But I feel like Alicia's no, the type of person. She just if keeps she trying to. She would have it. Right. She keeps trying to sing soprano. I'm like, girl, come on down to the uh, altos <laughs> and the tenors like you used to. That's like, used to. <laughs> <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls. Cause oh, <laughs> yes, Lord. Right. Somebody need to be real with her and share that with her. Right. I like. I only hit soprano notes when I had the radio real loud, so I can't really hear myself. Okay. I don't even want to hear myself attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. Lately, I've been really into. Oh God, I forgot her name. Um, Marette Blount Clark, because she is a strong alto lead. So I'm like, I can see what you sing. <laughs> Right. And we good. That's why I like to sing a lot of Jodeci. (laughs) (laughs) And anything else by like men. Because (laughs) I can get down. When it comes to like gospel music though, like Ty Tribbett, I'm like, what are you doing? I can't sing that. What are you doing? (laughs) Mm -mm, mm -mm. You gotta know. You gotta know. But me and Marvin Sapp got it going on. Me anyway, and Marvin uh, Sapp. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was my Saturday cleaning playlist because I asked y'all for a playlist and nobody answered me. So I just went to Marvin Sapp. So if you do have a Saturday cleaning playlist that you would like for me to enjoy, please send it over to us at PLD Pod. And I will definitely listen to it because I still need to clean. <laughs> have a specific playlist for Saturday cleaning or for cleaning period like it just kind of depends on what kind of mood I'm in but it often is something that I can sing and I can sing yeah. to the top of my lungs <laughs> yeah right I was like putting on a whole concert and Roxy was asleep and I'm like girl <laughs> yeah, I, I love this that she but I I love that she's gotten so comfortable and like this is her home and she loves you and she's so comfortable that she don't care about what you got going on. <laughs> she's so rude. I literally left my bathroom yesterday and she was sitting on top of my dining table. I'm like, how did you get up there? <gasps> oh, did you shake like, your finger at her? <laughs> no, because she's not going to do anything. I just took her, brought her down because I'm like, the table is like counter height. So I'm like, how did you get yeah, up but there? You but you have to probably- scold her for that. Like, no, no. Because we ain't getting up on the table now. This is not a Caucasian home. We don't play that over here. <laughs> you got to, you got to um, let Roxy know. I don't know what her previous home life was like, but. <laughs> it was really tough, so I can't be scolding her because she's going to be oh, scolding her feelings. Oh, so, that's right. But I was like, I just took her down. I was like, don't worry. Anyways. Oh, so, next thing. up, uh, Chris found the worst Florida man story she could find for this No, week. I have one worse I have one worse for next oh, week. God. Keep going. <laughs> okay, so it's so confusing. So this Florida man <laughs> repeatedly offered to show IHOP patrons his genitals. Um, he would like be like, "Hey, you want to see some condoms?" And then he just, I guess, whip his dick out. Um. So of course they arrested him, and then he bonded out of jail, and then went and stole some donuts. And they were like. Why did you steal the donuts? And he was like, Well, police officers like donuts. And I'm like, Florida man. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate that. was the funny.
funny part of the story to me. Like the genitals part, I mean, that's gross, but that wasn't really funny. Yeah. I wasn't even going to use this one. I was just kind of reading through it. And then when I got to, he was like, well, I'm still a donut because police went <laughs> But I'm like, A, it's 7-Eleven or gas station donuts. That doesn't even seem like the man, worth the manpower to arrest somebody and book somebody again. Because that's like, you're paying people, and you're paying people for two fucking donuts. <laughs> And I'm like, and then you're charging somebody, and there's gonna have to be a court date, and there's gonna be a judge that spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in law school debt to listen to this <laughs> fucking story over a dollar water donuts. <laughs> but he was trying to steal the donuts as a piece of <laughs> literally two donuts. You know what? I will pay. You don't have to go. You don't have to arrest him. You don't have to Matt leave isn't your his strong car. Suit. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like at um civic responsibility level, it's not worth it for a dollar worth of donuts to go arrest a man, book him, get him back in jail, <laughs> where you're gonna have to have a court case, and then like the lawyer, like the free lawyer that has to defend him, is like fuck this. Dude, because <laughs> right? Leggett is two dollars, maybe, maybe two dollars. It's probably a dollar because again, it's gas station donuts, and I'm just like, why, <laughs> why arrest him? What's the point? <sighs> Listen, <laughs> right? He just wanted to have a peace offering. <laughs> it was, I get it, and honestly, if somebody stole two donuts from me. Ain't nobody else eats gas station donuts. So it's like, it's not even worth it. I will eat it. <laughs> I will eat the cost in my paycheck. Like, there's no point. <laughs> but whatever. Bless right on. Florida <laughs> man. Right on. And he has like a, a music note tattoo between his eyebrows. I'm like, what's going on here? But... Yeah. I, I was like, I was looking at his picture and I was like, he could be cute if he somebody cleaned him up, dust him off. He looked right. a little dusty. Maybe, you know, give him a good roller wrap. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would help him. <sighs> Anyways. Um, so next up, um, I read a different article that kind of had a different take on this. But, um, so Bill Con- Conton, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Don't talk uh, about me and my pre-show drink. I've just been drinking a lot of old fashioned. Uh-huh. Mostly whiskey. Uh, yep. I I couldn't find my jigger, so I've just been trying to eye shit, and that's not good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Bill Clinton called Monica Lewinsky scandal the most stupid thing I could possibly do. Um, the other article I read, he was talking about how he was really stressed, which still isn't really an excuse, but he was really stressed, and that was the worst way he could possibly <laughs> have managed his stress. But um, I think it's weird that within this election period, people decided to do a documentary on Hillary. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm like, why are y'all bringing Hillary back up? Like, it just, I guess I have past trauma from the past election. And so, like, I'm like, I don't yeah. want to. Why do y'all keep bringing this up? Why do y'all keep digging into this wound <laughs> yeah. of what I'm dealing yeah. with? And so, yeah, he finally spoke up on 
I guess about the Linsky thing. And he said that, like, you know, he feels bad that that was what her life became. And I get it because I'm like, especially now, like, it's funny enough. I was talking to my mom about Monica. And I was like, she was 26. Like, I now, like, I'm a 31-year-old woman. I'm like, I cannot imagine being in national spotlight for sucking Bill Clinton's dick. <laughs> sucking Listen. the president's dick. And my mom was like, well, she chose to do that. I'm like, no, because you don't understand, like, the notion of, like, age and, like, power mm-hmm. differentials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's why I stopped talking to my mom about, yes. <laughs> about certain yes, things like that. Because I think all of us had the same idea at the time. Well, if you were old enough to kind of know what was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Because of what we heard adults in our life saying. And that's what I heard right. the adults in my life saying. Well, she did this and she did that. Exactly. Right. And I felt so bad. Like, as I grew as an adult, I felt bad for how I... It, you know what? It was when that uh, little documentary came out with Anita, about Anita Hill. It was then that mm-hmm. I started to reflect on those type of things yeah. and realize that, you know, I had some shit... Um, opinions about those. Of course, I was a teenager when I was even younger than a teenager at the time of Anita mm-hmm. Hill. I was a little girl. But the way I viewed that was because of the way the adults in my life viewed it, particularly the women. And as you get older, you just realize that that was just really fucked up. And what I wanted to right. point out about this story is I really just want Bill to stop talking about it because he's talked about it before. And yeah. The thing about it is, unless you're going to sincerely approach and sincerely apologize for what you've done to her, because he tossed that real... And of course, now, we I haven't seen the documentary. I'm only going by... Because I read a Times article that was longer. I just included this one because it was shorter. But um, I've read where he's... It just... It looks casual how he tosses that in there and just says... I'm sorry that this is what her life has become, but it's, to me, it's not coming from a place of either he doesn't truly understand what he, what happened to her or he's just oblivious or he just doesn't care because he still makes the conversation solely about him and it ruined her life. It has ruined Mm. her life. He got to move mm-hmm. on and she did not. And right. I just, I, I'm sick of that. I am sick of it. And I would rather him just say, let's not talk about that unless you're going to be honest about it. I also feel like I really want Hillary to do a better job and how she responds to that too. But at the same time, I do recognize that she is viewing this differently than I am because mm-hmm. that was her husband and that was her marriage. And she had to live this out in front of everybody. So I get that. But anyway, I I just want him to give it up. Yeah. In my mind, uh, I feel like Hillary was smelly, Pope. And I think because she wanted that power and she wanted that opportunity to be president, that's why she dealt with his shit. (laughs) And that is why it even hurts me even more that she's not my fucking president because I'm like, she dealt with him cheating on her not just with monica he cheated on her when she was you know he was a governor and all that yeah (laughs) it was like she legit was like well i'm just gonna stay with your ass because i you know this is my stair steps to another level 
And so yeah. for a buffoon to win over her is just so much more even at the to time, me. <laughs> Even at the time when that took place, I remember adults in my life saying that. I remember adults saying mm-hmm. she really should leave him, but she's staying with him because she wants to be president someday. Like, right. even at the time, people saw that. And yeah. it's just, you know, I think, like I said, I've already kind of, I already changed my views about it. But, um... Just, um, do you listen to the Slow Burn podcast? That's what I started to listen to about the whole story about him and Monica. And that's really what helped change my mind about it. Because they tricked her into even speaking out about it. They did. They did. They really did. Like, and like you said, looking at how young she was. Yeah. Like, that was just crazy. Just let it go, Bill. Although I am going to watch this Hillary documentary on Hulu. <laughs> I had to deal with a lot of grief over that whole process. Yeah. And that's understandable. Like, <laughs> our poor like decisions about it. <laughs> that, is, that is understandable. Right. And it was, well, it was grief about that election process. Couple of grief of my, about my dad because he passed a month to the date of when I voted for Hillary. And so like, yeah. I do have, and even, like, now, didn't really speak on this, like, Elizabeth Warren is so, she's so, like, qualified for the job, and people yep. don't pay attention to her because she's a woman, yep. and so I take these things so personally, because I'm yep. like, she's, anybody with two fucking eyes can see she's qualified, yep. but there's so many people with, like, misogyny and all this other shit, so, yep. <laughs> So I'm like, I do need to actively work on, like, how I feel about Elizabeth Warren in this process. And Kamala, because I really like Kamala as well. And I feel like she was unfairly, like, prosecuted, especially by black people. (laughs) And so it was like, yeah. So it was like, I think I'm carrying a lot of, like, grief from all this election stuff. And I'm like, girl, you need to let go, please. (laughs) <laughs> I do think though that it is very um emotionally mature that you even mm-hmm. put those two things together because mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard for us to recognize that those are two mm-hmm. seemingly unrelated events but mm-hmm. because of the time frame and they can very much so be married together in what they're making you feel and sometimes right. people don't always get that so yeah. step number one complete it <laughs> I I'm aware. The rest of the shit, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we are gonna go ahead and take a break to listen to our sponsors. Slow rolling. I was about to sing a song, but it was an R. Kelly song, so. Girl, don't you get pissed when that happens? <laughs> like, yes, I'm like, like I'm perfect- so mad that I can't enjoy Space Jam anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but that was funny because I would have never. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> I was just like, <gasps> can I pay somebody to recut Space Jam? But you know what? In your mind. You're still gonna know, mm-hmm. and it's still gonna like bother you, yeah. because I, I, 
he has written so much and mm. been a part of so much that it's hard to say I'll never listen to anything again because some stuff you don't even know, right? Right. So I gave myself the pass that as long as it wasn't him singing, that I would still listen to it. But yeah. I can't. Like, I, I get angry and I just say, fuck it. And I have to, like, turn it off. Right. Yeah. And then there's, like, this gospel singer called Isaac Kentrell. And he sounds like R. Kelly. And I can't listen to him mm. either. <laughs> mm. Bless his heart. He didn't even know what he was getting into. <laughs> okay. So, we're gonna um, go ahead and move along to our someone something. So today we're going to jump back in and take a, another look at a couple of more of our unsung heroes. And I wanted to start with Fannie Lou Hamer. Yay! I know, right? Let's do a round of applause for our <laughs> Mississippi girl. Fannie Lou Hamer spent her early life working with her family who were sharecroppers in Montgomery County, Mississippi. Before mm-hmm. becoming an activist, Hamer worked on a plantation picking cotton and later became the plantation's bookkeeper when the owner discovered she could read and write. In 1962, she started attending protest meetings where she met many civil rights activists who were helping black people register to vote. I want to take a pause right there to um, point out something that I think a lot of people may not uh, know or understand that in certain parts of Mississippi, uh, mainly in the Delta, people do still pick cotton. Um, Mm -hmm. They did so at that time. And as most recently, like I can't sit here and say a thousand percent that I know they still do it today in 2020, but as recently as... uh, 2008 I know that people were still picking cotton I mean you get paid Mm -hmm. to do it versus you know um yeah being a slave on a plantation but people do still pick cotton so I didn't want people to hear that and think wait a minute how far back does this go people in the delta in Mississippi can still pick cotton for money okay In 1964, Hamer helped found the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party, which was the only opposition to her state's all-white Democratic delegates at the time. She also ran for Congress the next year, but was unsuccessful. Along with her career, Hamer was an associate to Martin Luther King Jr. and had a signature trait of singing to protest groups to help bolster their morale. She often chose Christian hymns like Go Tell It on the Mountain and This Little Light of Mine, which would become historically tied to the Civil Rights Movement. Throughout the 1960s and 1970s, Hamer remained dedicated to her activism by helping set up organizations for Black people to find more business opportunities, quality health care, and family services. She also helped set up the National Women's Political Caucus in 1971, She died of cancer in 1977. Our second person we're going to talk about today is Claudette Colvin. Before Rosa Parks, there was Claudette Colvin, born September the 5th, 1939. Oh, she's born the same, um, she's born the same year and within four days of granny. She's born four days after granny. Hmm. 
Mm. Okay. <laughs> Colvin made a name well, for her. One of her birthdays, right? <laughs> right. Yes, that is that is the one that is officially on the birth certificate. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the one we always celebrate. That's not the one that's on the birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colvin made a name for herself at just 15 years old when she took a stand against bus segregation in her hometown of Montgomery, Alabama. In 1955, she boarded a crowded bus with her school friends in Montgomery. And when she refused to give up her seat to a white woman who boarded after her, Colvin was removed from the bus and arrested. Despite being a pioneer for bus protest, the NAACP didn't publicize Colvin's resistance because she was dark-skinned and became pregnant by a married man soon after. Many called her feisty and emotional, which gave leaders the impression that she wouldn't be a good spokesperson for the movement. But Colvin continued to be an activist and testified in the federal court case Browder versus Gale in 1956, which determined bus segregation laws to be unconstitutional. In 2005, she told the Montgomery Advertiser, I feel very, very proud of what I did. I do feel like what I did was a spark and it caught on. Let the people know Rosa Parks was the right person for the boycott, but also Mm. let them know that the attorneys took four other women to the Supreme Court to challenge the law that led to the end of segregation. Colvin, who later worked as a nurse's aide, is now retired and living in New York City. And I did double check before uh, doing this article and she is still living today. So she's living in New York City today. So those are just two more of our unsung heroes. Um, You know, for us, um, Miss Hamer is definitely not someone (laughs) who's considered unsung because we are from Mississippi and we definitely, um, we know the history of Fannie Lou Hamer and um, you probably know her more infamously for, you know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like that is her phrase. And it, it just means a lot to me when people who we, you know, learn about locally also get their just due nationally and are recognized for the heroes that they are. Um, while I did not know of Miss Cole, well, I didn't know of her, I mean, by the time I did this, but growing up, while I didn't know of her by name, I did know that there was a 15-year-old who actually... Mm-hmm which there were several, there were several people who refused to give up their seats before Rosa Parks. But I did know that there was a 15 year old who refused to give up her seat. I was always told that they didn't use her because of the fact that she got pregnant by a married man. I was never really pointed, never really pointed out to me that it was because she was dark skinned. Um, Mm -hmm. But I get it. Um, I mean, I don't get it as in it's okay, but I get it as in, I believe her when she says that was the reason. Um, Yeah. So I just, I, I wanted to take some time and we'll still do that because you know what? It is 365 Black over here. We don't do Black mm-hmm. History Month just on February. We're going to always cover, I mean, that's what we do. We cover people and issues that are important to the Black community. Yeah, I, I think last time we discussed this, the, the choosing of Rosa Parks was very political. <laughs> yeah. And so I... And sometimes that's necessary. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that that was, 
sometimes that's necessary in what you're trying to do. And even Miss Colvin says that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Rosa Parks out of everybody else was the best one. I have no idea mm-hmm. about these other people. Um, yeah. But when you are dealing with, because even, even when you're trying to reach other black people, yeah, I'm going to say we, even bitch. though, I'm going to say <laughs> we, even though I'm not talking about myself <laughs> and I'm not talking <laughs> and I'm probably not talking about the majority of listeners to this show, but we are still heavily wrapped in respectability politics and there's a reason behind that i don't ever want to take away from the fact that there was a reason behind that like i'm Mm not i'm not going to ever take away from that okay but i'm just saying sometimes you do have to choose who's going to be the front person and that's that on that um and also like the fanny lou hamer thing i had a friend from Real Bill, actually, that I went to high school with. And I remember, like, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm from Real Bill, like the hometown of Fannie Lou Hamer. So I'm afraid. I'm sad that I said Indianola first because they're really close to each other. But she legit was from Real Bill. And she's buried in Real Bill, yeah. Mississippi. So. And if you've ever been to the Delta, it very much so is like that. Some cities, of course, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not lumping all of the cities together. Some of the cities are larger than others, but some of them Mm -hmm. legit, if you like blink, you're in the next city. So it's like, they are very close to each other and some of them are really Mm -hmm. small. So yeah, it's, I make, listen, my dad's family is from the Delta and I make that mistake with them (laughs) all the time, like knowing exactly which person lives where. And in my brain, I think, well, shit, same thing. But of course, I don't say that yeah. out loud because that is disrespectful. Yeah, and some of it is kind of racially divided as well. Like, I know black people are in Indianola, but I think Ruleville is pretty much like very, very, very black. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we are going to go ahead and move on to our pro-life decision. So today, for our PLD, we're going to talk about is there a difference between therapy and advice? Uh. <laughs> Brace yourselves. <laughs> okay, so why should you go to therapy? Why not just talk to friends or family when you're having trouble? How do you right. know if your problem <laughs> How do you know if your problem is big enough to need therapy? Could it all be solved mm. over dinner and wine with your best friend? Listen, guys, these are all very valid questions, and they all boil down Mm -hmm. to knowing how therapy and advice are different. Okay, so what does it really mean to receive advice? We can all occasionally use some wise words from friends or family members, but advice has its limitations. So let's talk about those limitations. Advice tells you what to do. You seek someone's opinion and they give it to you. Whether you choose to follow that advice is up to you. But the bottom line is advice typically offers specific solutions, not open-ended consideration of all factors or new ways of framing a situation. But I just want to say that when I give advice, I give good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Advice is biased. Not only do your loved ones have strong opinions about what's best for you, but all of us also tend to seek out what we want to hear. Now, 
you know, I can sit here and say that I don't do that, but I absolutely, so, okay. It's, I may not make a point to seek out what I want to hear, but there are certain people that I don't ask their advice or opinions unless I want to hear the truth. <laughs> no, right. you're not one of those people for me. <laughs> I, I no, I'm just much... saying in general, like, that's how I am. Like, I'm oh, I thought you advice. were saying, I yeah. thought you were saying you were one of those people to, for me. I was going to say, I've told you plenty of embarrassing things. <laughs> I just tell you whatever. But there are people in my life that unless I really want to, like, unless I brace myself to really hear, like, the truth, no matter mm-hmm. what it is, I won't go to them. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> advice doesn't anticipate more complicated needs. Your loved ones may not know much about personality dynamics or mental health problems. And when you consult with people who aren't experts about such complex matters, they might not offer solutions that consider all of your needs. Not all advice is good advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> advice can be judgy or demanding. Our loved ones naturally want what's best for us, but sometimes what's best is a matter of opinion. Plenty of people who love you will still judge you for the choices you make or feel hurt if you reject their suggestions. Now, that is one thing that I definitely have family members like that who legit are hurt or in their feelings if I don't do what they suggest I do. And it's like, Mm -hmm. girl, this is my life. Like, honestly... I'm very, very rarely do I ask for advice from just anyone. Like I ask granny for advice. I don't even ask my own mama for advice for a lot of stuff. Most of the time, if I'm telling something to my mom or to my dad, it's really so that I can hear it out loud and I can kind of process it and I can hear Mm -hmm. what somebody else might say, but I'm not telling them to get advice. You know what I mean? I ask people Mm -hmm. for advice who I know are going to A, put themselves in my shoes and look at it through my eyes and B, Mm -hmm. who are going to consider like every part of this thing. Like, do you have that Or the best way to tell me. (laughs) Exactly. Because I, listen, the advice can be great, but you got to give it to me in a way that I'm going to receive it. And if you come at my neck, especially when I'm vulnerable, that's a no-go. Like I am, I very often ask my friends, I think I've asked doing this before, but I've asked my friends all the time. Okay. Well, which me do you need right now? And just know that the advice is pretty much going to be the same, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but sometimes you need like tough love and sometimes you need compassion and which me do you need right now? Cause I'm going to tell you what I got to tell you, but I need to know which way can you take it right now? (laughs) It'll still read what you said, but. (laughs) <laughs> you know you claimed you said it out of place of love anyways <laughs> always always um you just know how okay. i feel about people's graphics <laughs> and i'm never not gonna I, be like that <laughs> i didn't listen i didn't even remember what you were talking about until you said yeah, you said that. I was like, it just switched on. My little elephant memory was like, I was upset about a graphic. And you listen, were just like, y'all. Was fine. Listen, don't ever. All I'm saying is, I will never post anything like <laughs> any type of graphic, any type of any type of design without running it by doing you're like how does this look thank you that's how, how? i will never do that you're not gonna come for me because i like um 
What's that font? 14 different fonts <laughs> <laughs> in one graphic. No. Or Scriptina. Because that's all Scriptina! That's the one I was trying to think of. Do you it's hate Scriptina? Which it's I don't like Scriptina either. But it doesn't do to me what it does to Doyen. <laughs> Doyen not going to come for my neck because I happen to love Helvetica. Okay? She's not going to do it. Helvetica is a good font. I approve it. Oh, yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. Go ahead. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I use on my resume. Okay. Girl. <laughs> I feel so. Y'all don't know how validated I feel that Doyen likes my font. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so now, let's talk about how therapy is different from advice. Therapy is scientifically based. A therapist has the training to consider personality factors, mental health needs, and common behavioral patterns when helping you work through a problem. Human psychological functioning has common themes and patterns. A therapist can help you understand these patterns so you can make the best decision for your particular situation. Mm. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> what did that mean? <laughs> Cause they be asking me questions. I'm like, I'm not trying to think deeply. I'm just trying to like okay, talk we're gonna, to you. We're gonna get, to that. We're gonna get okay. to that because that is a pet peeve of mine as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Therapy is non-judgmental. Therapists maintain neutrality and help you to come to your own solutions. They don't just give out advice that's biased by their own personal opinions and experiences. In addition, they won't judge you for your choices, but they will help you learn whether those choices are the most effective for your goals. And I found that to be true. Therapy can help anticipate outcomes. Again, because a therapist understands human behavior, they can help you consider the possible outcomes of your choices more thoroughly Therapy can help you think through how you would handle a possible situation and handle those possible outcomes before you even make a decision. So listen. (laughs) All I'm saying is, (laughs) just tell me the right thing to do. Like, because, you know, which I do realize that this is what makes a good therapist, but mm-hmm. it's just like annoying when they keep going, well, why do you think that? Well, what do you think this will be? Well, what do you think that means? And like, they're trying to get you to see the different outcomes, but bitch, just tell me what to say. Tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. I, I'm not really paying you for me to sit here and think. Right. <laughs> I, just want you to tell I could have did that by myself. Like, for why free. am I? <sighs> And it's like, as soon as you come to a decision and then they make you think of, okay, what would be the outcome of this decision? What's another possible outcome? What's another one? Okay. Well, why do you think that? Well, why are you going to, I don't know why you keep pressing. And like, I legit, like, sometimes I just don't know why I think what I think. I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And just because you keep asking me why, I don't know why. (laughs) Right. And particularly, I think talk space was hard for me because of that reason. Because she would text it, and I'm like, okay, it's going to take three to five business days for me to figure out <laughs> <laughs> my problem. You definitely, you like, definitely yeah, need to, I'm like, either. For that. <laughs> you need to see someone either face-to-face in real life or do the, like, Skype telething. Because you need someone who's going to hold your feet to the fire on that. I'm the same right. way. Because if you text me... <laughs> 
and you're pushing me, I definitely can easily put the phone down and be like, you know what? Not today. (laughs) But if you're sitting there on that couch, like, and that's what I really loved about my former therapist. Like she just really did not take my shit. And (laughs) she just forced me to like, you know, think things through, even though I didn't like it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And therapy can take time. Unlike Mm -hmm. friends or family who might want updates and wonder why you don't act faster, a therapist can help you work through problems at your own pace. You don't feel pressured to act before you're ready. Um, This is very true. I found that with, like, specifically family, I'm just really blessed that I have a lot of understanding friends. Uh, So I don't really have this issue with friends. But with family, it's like, well, I told you what to do. Or, well, if you know what to do, then why don't you do it? Well, and it's like, it's not that easy, you know? But the thing about therapy is, like, it also costs money. So I'm like, (laughs) we can only take so much time. Rush me if you need to, because I'm not spending that much money. I'm just going to say (laughs) that as a friend, I let Doyen get away with a lot when it comes to therapy, and that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're not gonna call me out on this podcast. We're not. That's not we're what not. we're gonna do. So go we're ahead. Not. When therapy might be best. <laughs> we're not. Um, but I do feel like, like, with family, sometimes it is. I don't know. Sometimes it is good to have somebody, especially for someone like me who drags my feet, it's good to have mm-hmm. someone kind of like pushing me a little bit. And I think that's what I liked about my particular, because my first uh, step into therapy wasn't with this person. And like the very first meeting, I just knew this wasn't it. And I just let that go. Mm-hmm. But with this person, um, I-, I liked that she did a healthy push but not too much. It's like she knew, because one thing that I think Doyen will love about my former therapist is that she pushed me a lot to like make new friends and go places. And she Mm -hmm. knew when I absolutely couldn't do it. You know, when I was like, no, no, no. So she'd be like, okay, you don't have to go anywhere this week, but let's, let's make a deal. Let's set a goal that for within the next three weeks you're going to attend two social events and so it was like she knew when I could and couldn't be pushed mm-hmm. and I appreciated that mm-hmm. I did not appreciate her making me do things and meet people but I appreciate <laughs> but I appreciated her recognizing when I absolutely could not when I wasn't in like the space to do it so gotcha. <laughs> Wait, oh, I thought you were going to add something. Okay. So so let's talk about when therapy actually may be the best avenue. And and this, um, also this article is leaning heavy towards therapy, but I do want to say that there are absolutely times like when you just need to talk with your friends. There, there are absolutely times when you just need to hang out and have some wine and cheese and laugh and cry with your friends. Okay. So when therapy might be best, both therapy and advice have their benefits. You should consider which one is more appropriate for your situation. So let's say it is a chronic interpersonal problem. 
If your relationships are a constant source of stress or you just can't seem to get away from conflict, you may have your own issues to examine. A therapist can help you determine where your own patterns come into play so you can improve your relationships overall. I really think a lot of people do not consider this fact that uh, it might be you. <laughs> I'm just Never saying. <laughs> what um, are you talking about? <laughs> I think a lot of people do not consider that fact that it might be you. And mm-hmm. that is something that I always, which uh, I did not learn this from my personal therapy experience, but I learned this somewhere. I don't remember where I learned it from, though. But every single situation, I always start out by what did I bring to the table? And I make myself actively point out things that I brought to the situation. Even if it's even if it's a situation where I feel like I was a thousand percent wronged, that someone did me dirty and I'm completely innocent, I still make myself sit down and consider what did I bring to this situation to make it like it was. So you know, uh, and that's okay. That's not, not, that's not a bad thing that it might be you. Shit. We got a lot. We're dealing with a lot of shit. And a lot of us weren't necessarily taught the proper ways to deal with things. We weren't taught proper conflict resolution. We weren't taught just how to manage our own emotions. And sometimes we take that out on other people. And so we need to learn how to do better. So I'm just saying, be reflective. Serious symptoms of mental illness. Now, I think this one just goes without saying. If you are mentally ill and you've been diagnosed and you're having issues, you know, support from friends and family is crucial for your recovery. It really is. Our loved ones, usually though, they don't have the training to help with a diagnosable mental health condition. So I'm going to leave that there. We don't have to go any further into that one. Very personal matters. I mentally... Okay. Well, I diagnosed myself with. Yeah, let's not that? do that. Borderline personality disorder. No, 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 no. I think I'm fine with it. Okay, go ahead. First of all, I can guarantee you, you do not have borderline personality disorder. Um, I've seen that in real life. You don't have it. But also, we're not going to empath. We're not going to self-diagnose, are we, Julian? No, we're going to go to the doctor. I never said that. um, So at least, at the very least, we could say I'm an empath and I feel things a lot more intensely than the average person. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly you are. Very personal matters. A neutral party is essential for healing from intensely personal, painful experiences such as abuse, trauma, or addiction. Because these types of challenges often involve your loved ones, the safety of a neutral space is often necessary to escape a dysfunctional or dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's another one that goes without saying. If you've been through some trauma and we have to learn to um, rethink what our definition of trauma is. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've been through some trauma, you've experienced trauma, then you need a professional to kind of help you through that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, nothing wrong with that. 
So, in general, seeking advice and support from friends or family is not only fine, but it is a healthy way to live. I want to say that again, because this article leans so much towards therapy. I really want to say again, seeking advice and support from friends and family is not only fine, but it is a healthy way to live. Sometimes, however, text is therapy. (laughs) What now? So the group text is therapy. <laughs> hey man, it really is. Well, it's not therapy, but it's good advice. <laughs> okay. It is fine. it is it is new age therapy. Let's name it something. We'll name it something. Okay. okay. Sometimes though, however, therapy holds the key to the fastest and healthiest way to change extremely personal parts of your life. So as always, the article will be in the show notes. Um, and just kind of look over it, guys, and just kind of decide, because I think so many of us, like, struggle with going to therapy for a myriad of reasons, but mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't, for you, for you all out there, I don't want one of those reasons to be, oh, this problem isn't big enough for therapy, or I don't want one of those reasons to be, oh, I just need to go hang out with my friends, I'll be fine. Like, so check out the article in the show notes, and just kind of, like, as best as you can, <laughs> objectively review, um, you know, your situations and your issues and decide whether you really need to like, you know, go to therapy or whether you need a girl's weekend or whether you need a bomb ass group text. Mind you, subscribe to our show group text. You get that monthly mm-hmm. newsletter and we just go back over all the things Doyen, uh, listen, Doyen's work really hard. We have a whole new format, which I love. <laughs> and we always tell you about like what our loves are for the month, which to me, is just a great way to try new things because I think Doyen and I have both expressed how much we like buying things <laughs> and trying like new things. Spending so, our money. <laughs> spending our money. So, I mean, you know, check it out. <laughs> Um, do you have anything you want to say in closing, Doyen? No. All right. Well, we just so gonna... we're going to move on to our favorite part of the pod, the buy you a drink. Ew, 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 ew. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? That did not follow the rules. I don't know what was happening head. there. <laughs> <laughs> tune in my head and it did not it did not <laughs> no 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 anyways i'll go first okay. so i want to buy drink for all of the um persistent souls that are encouraging me in my journey to try natural deodorant <laughs> 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 every time <laughs> oh every time i be like hey y'all i tried this deodorant this don't work and they'd be like, oh, try this, try this. We had, you know, experience with this and things like that. So um, I literally just got a message from a friend. And she's like, did you do the armpit detox? I'm like, no. <laughs> and she's like, okay, try this out. It's just a seven-day detox and we'll see. I'm like, am I going to be musty? And she said, no, but we'll see how it goes. Oh, um, did you try? Did you get the loan? Did it come? Have you tried it? What do you think? Yes. So I got the loan. Um, I think it helps. If I actually let it dry before I like put my arm yeah. down, because then it's sticky if not. Yeah, but uh, that's the only downside to the loan. It's like you gotta let it dry. Right. Yeah. 
So I had like a piece of mail in my bathroom that like <laughs> fan in my underarms. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm like, oh, I smell lavender. So I think it's still working. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I have not had any issues with loan ever. Now that last one that I bought that I sh- sent y'all a picture of, I forgot the name of it, but it was lavender. And all I'm saying is... <laughs> I so <laughs> so I had on a cardigan and like through mm. my, and when I wear when I wear natural deodorant I'm checking mm-hmm. myself all day so like mm-hmm. through the cardigan I wasn't smelling anything but then when I got home and I took that cardigan off and y'all uh, <laughs> I got a little whiff of a Oof. fresh young a fresh young goat a fresh young goat like fresh <laughs> and I was like ooh. Oh, like I text, I sent a text to my secretary right away because I always tell my secretary, okay, I'm trying to do deodorant. If you smell me, pull me to the side and let me know this one ain't working. <laughs> I yeah. text, I was I like, tell my coworker to- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I text my coworker today. I was like, hey, I'm trying out this new deodorant. If I get messy, let me know. <laughs> right. Don't be, because my thing is, don't be talking behind a bed like, oh, did you smell this today? She is funky. Like, no. Just pull me to the side. You know, I got a little thing of degree in my purse. Just pull me to the side. <laughs> but it was helpful that, like, it's not irritating. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I can still try the detoxing. But, um, yeah, it's not irritating. And I want, my underarms are really dark. So I want to lighten them up. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've also... heard that, um, I think, so, uh, Hey Fran, Hey from the friend zone mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. how I learned about loan. And if I'm not mistaken, loan kind of takes you through a detoxing period. If I'm not mistaken. And once and they that... gave me a free chapstick that smells really great. It's warm tie. <laughs> Um, okay, I think my chapstick, the last one that they sent me was Espresso. Yeah, and it is great. Mm. Um, but yeah, after, because I noticed like the first couple of weeks, I was still sweating a lot. And I don't mm. even sweat under my pits like that, to be honest. Right. But after, after a while, I didn't have that issue like anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna buy a detox. So I'm just gonna see how it goes. No, no, no. Try do. I mean, I want you to. Well, uh, give loan a try for a while, and then do the detox if you don't okay. see a difference. I don't know if I'm yeah. Detox, but okay. <laughs> Carry on. What are What are you buying? Oh, I, and last up, I think I'm gonna laser my armpits because they're cheap. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. Because what? <laughs> well, like Groupon has them for like. 60 bucks i didn't i didn't hear what you said i was like oh I didn't, laser because, uh-huh because i heard that part and then you said because something i didn't hear my there. armpits and i said because they're cheap oh cheap like okay bucks. so i didn't hear yeah. what you said after that okay okay yeah Seems like listen i've done laser hair removal before i i didn't finish my sessions mm-hmm. so i need to start back and finish them but i loved it i i recommend it to anyone I did a lot of research mm-hmm. ahead of time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, my only advice is when you call the place, whoever you're going to go, make sure you ask them, do they have lasers for black girls or for darker complexions? Because it Got is it. a difference in the type of laser that they use. Um, okay. So I want to buy a drink for 
whoever first decided, let me cook this breakfast food at nighttime. <laughs> Y'all, I love breakfast for dinner. <laughs> and mm. I have had breakfast for dinner for like the past few nights. <laughs> and I'm going to do it again tonight. <laughs> I just so, see I'm like I have the energy to cook breakfast food at night, like in the morning. I'm right. Like, I don't really want. Right. I really just need my coffee in the morning. That's really all I need. But at mm. night, give me some good old breakfast for dinner. Mm. <laughs> so guys, um, please be sure to like let us know. Let us know who you want to buy a drink for. Let us know what kind of poor life decisions you're tackling and, you know, how uh, or what you want us to cover. And, Doyen, why don't you let the people know how they can talk to us and let us know. So we are on the Twitter as PLD Pod. Um, Chris keeps it lit with the TV tweets. And I am just bullshitting out there. Uh, Westworld is coming up soon, right? Okay, yes, but now I absolutely cannot live tweet Westworld. <laughs> it is too have you ever watched it no <laughs> okay. it is too complicated and i have to pay true. close attention so it's yeah. like that's why i never did mr robot as much as i love mr robot i never live tweeted it because i have to pay attention and i cannot um but i'm glad you brought that up this week's episode of um well, I think we've got two more episodes left, but The Magicians is coming to an end. This is the mm-hmm. final season. So, guys, let us know if there's something else you want us to cover. I have looked at a couple of other shows I think we might pick up. But um, let us know if there's anything you want us to cover. I'm down. If anybody wants to talk about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, let me know. <laughs> Do you like it? That's my shit. I love that show. I it's haven't cute. started it. But yeah. it's on my to-do list, and it looks cute. Okay, yeah. so what you're telling me is I need to go ahead and start it tonight. Yeah, and there's, like, okay. sprinklings of black people in it. It's weird. But anyways, it's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we are on Instagram as Poor Life Decision. One decision, because we're changing them one at a time. Um, that's also the name of our Etsy page. We will soon have some new merch. When I finish printing it, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. And then you can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Please tell us um, some poor life decisions that you want us to tackle. We're more than happy to talk about it at any point in time. Um, Yeah, so that's it. Um, You can definitely send us an owl. Send it to my patio. Don't send it in my house because they have weird legs. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll I'll go outside and see what they're gonna do. But my dog's gonna freak out. And so that owl <laughs> looks like it was sneaking to get ready to break into the house. Right, like those legs are like crazy. Anyways, um, yeah. Last week I sent Chris a video of owls walking on YouTube. <laughs> just Listen. so that she knows what they legs look like because I assume like I knew <laughs> what the legs look like but I assume mm-hmm. because their legs were so long that they pranced when they walk no them mm-hmm. bitches sneak they tiptoeing mm-hmm. like they finna get into some shit and I'm not here for it <laughs> I'm just not here for it <laughs> so uh, and you can always DM us DMS our DMs are open <laughs> 
And yeah, that's all we have. Have um, a good week. I'm not going to tell y'all how to vote, but vote for Biden. <laughs> listen, so we vote, we vote tomorrow. And uh, so Granny called me today. To, <laughs> well, she called me for many reasons, but she also, during the phone call, wanted to confirm what time I was coming to pick her up for us to go vote. <laughs> and during this conversation, multiple times she said, and we voting for Biden. So finally, I said, Granny, I know who we're voting for. And I, I said, I know we're voting for Biden. And she said, well, I know, but I know you and, and you like to have bright ideas. <laughs> Thank you, Granny. It was, it, was so, it was just so funny because I had just had this conversation with somebody else saying that, mm-hmm. you know, Policy wise, I probably do line up more with Bernie, but I'm trying to win an election here and mm-hmm. I'm very pragmatic in my thinking. Mm-hmm. And also Bernie is a trash person. Okay. I'm leaving it at that. Oh, mm-hmm. but, 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 but once again, I cannot say enough. I mean, we are just kicking the shit on this show, but we are not trying to tell y'all who to vote for. What's most important is we really want y'all to go out there and exercise your right to vote. Like that's, what's most important to us. Vote. Other than Trump, we're not telling you who to vote for. Now, in that situation, we absolutely telling you who not to vote for. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, she, she was like, well, I just, I, I, I've been watching those debates and he say stuff that I know you like. <laughs> it's just like, I know you like to get bright ideas. <laughs> I was like, okay, granny, I know who we yeah. got to vote for. All right. All right. <laughs> so we go vote tomorrow. So maybe she'll cook me something special. She usually cooks when she knows I'm coming to the house. So maybe she'll fry me Thank some you. fish. I need some fried uh, fish. I was about to say, I think I'm going to try to take the week off uh, for Thanksgiving to come down there. And I would like some fish fried. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I would lo- listen. <laughs> I would love for you to meet Granny and for her to fix you some fish. <laughs> I was talking about you, but okay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, can, I accept I can Granny's try. fish as well, but <laughs> it's closer. Say, <laughs> I, granny's fish is a lot closer to you. I right. can fry fish, um, but Granny's is much better. I mean, okay. I'm just honest. I'm, Everything she does is better, but <laughs> I'm prepared. It's gonna be great, yummy. I want some pan trout because you know we only get that in Texas. <laughs> oh, we don't. Y'all don't like pan trout. Well, I don't. She does, but okay. because I don't, she typically doesn't cook that because I don't eat it. Well, this is not about you. Her, her <laughs> world revolves around me. Okay, I'm just trying to. I'm just telling you that I'm coming to Mississippi and I want some pan trout. I don't want. Okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> in that case, I have the perfect spot to take you to get pan trout on me. On me. I'm going to take you okay. and That's give fine. you some good pan trout. It's okay. called the fish shack and it is, it is by all definitions, a shack. Okay. Don't none of the chairs match. Don't none of the tables match. <laughs> the floor a little slippery and greasy, but that fish be good as fuck. <laughs> Okay. I cannot wait because I need some fish in my life. Texas is weird. They use a lot of flour and it's weird. Anyways. Flour? So, <laughs> oh. A lot of flour. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways. So, bye y'all. We love yeah. you. It is you. um, it is daylight savings week. And so I know oh. we're all exhausted. Uh, oh. Just do something to take care of yourself this week because we're all tired. <laughs>
right. And we all go well, be late. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's my new excuse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. See you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. And we can't dance all day, y'all.